Hey guys, Dale here. Do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for you each week based on your starters, your bench players, and free agent pool. Now, Christian, you may ask, how does SquadQL actually do this? Well, basically what they do is this app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, CBS leagues. They pull in your actual roster and your league scoring system, which is very important. SquadQL then provides like their waiver and trade recommendations. Then the app gives you rankings each and every week, and it's all based on your league settings. So SquadQL truly is your go-to app. For fantasy football this season, head to squadql.com, download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy optimizer, trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free from both the Apple and Android app stores. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. What's up, Christian? This is uh, Dale DeMond I'm starting here. This. <laughs> What's up, guys? Don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For those of you, um, oh my goodness, for those of you uh, who have no idea what's going on, me and Armando just re- started a recording all over again because... Uh, he started the last episode with a Dale impersonation that fell flat. It immediately put me in the wrong mood, and then I had to go do something in the middle of the damn episode. So we started over, and then Armando immediately starts the show with the same joke. <laughs> What's up, guys? Me, hold on. Let me do this over again, man. We'll leave this in, but let me just start it off right. <clears throat> let me clear my throat before I do it because... Um, also, Flemmy, uh, and I don't have a cough button. We need to get me a cough button, by the way, or like a no, or just a thing. Just, just, a ma- can... just something. Just cover your mouth. No. Okay. Fine. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito, and joining me on another podcast in a row is Armando Crespo, who is on. Fire. What's up, Armando? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm here, guys. Ready to roll. Give you guys some good advice. Let's do this. I forgot to mention where the Ryan Fitzpatrick's because I already did it earlier and then I forgot to do it again. Never mind. It doesn't matter. We get it. Ryan Fitzpatrick is suddenly good again and he's basically Connor McGregor. And suddenly we're good again now that we boot Dale. I like it. I like it. Our download numbers have never been better. Fire. Coincidence? No, I don't think so. Exactly. Sick. Anyways. Getting so, really popular in Cuba for some reason. I can't figure out why. In where Cuba? Yeah. Um, actually, now that you mentioned that, I would like to issue a formal apology to the state of Alabama. Mm. Um, when I made fun of the state, I forgot that it is not the worst place in the world. That belongs to Mississippi. 
Really? Mississippi? I would say you're right. Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even think of a city in Mississippi. I'm just uh, making Oxford? it like now I've alienated two states. Mm. That's a mistake. I don't th- probably have five listeners in each of those states. Well, somebody messaged us from Alabama saying that they do listen to us in Alabama. So I apologize. Oh. I love you. We love you. Um, Missouri, I though? Just, I, I just don't, don't like where you live. We like Missouri. We don't like Mississippi. That's right. Yeah. Plus, Mississippi, the name is too long. I have to, like, do a thing in my head to remember how to spell it. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. It's too much. That's right. It is too much. I'm trying to think. Isn't there a song or something we're supposed to learn in school with Mississippi? I guess. It was like a a second song or something. I don't know. Breathing song. I don't know. But Josh Gordon is a patriot now. Okay. Let's get into the news, man. Let's just dive right in. Um, Yeah. So the biggest news of the weekend, I think, is uh, Josh Gordon has been traded to the Patriots. Um I think we're both on opposite ends of the spectrum here. I think he's a sell high. I don't think his value is going to get any higher. And I think you are kind of in the middle of that. Or are you feeling? Um, I am kind of in the middle of this. I feel like this does good for Josh Gordon. I think this boosts his value. I went from someone who was totally out on Josh Gordon for this year to I've I got suckered back in. I'm reeled back in, and I believe that this could be a good landing spot for him. I don't think he's quite going to be Randy Moss because that's what everybody always refers to. Yeah. But we saw how productive Brandon Cooks was in this offense last year. Top 12 wide receiver last year. Um, and, I, you know, I'm not saying that Josh Gordon can be that, but I think he this immediately gives him his value back as what, you know, I think at least what you drafted him as, which is a low-end wide receiver too. I think he's at least that moving forward. Um, and so... Right now, I think there's so much uncertainty with Josh Gordon. There's a lot of hype, but there's a lot of doubt as well. So while you're saying this is as high as his value might be, I think it is extremely league dependent. So there might be a Josh Gordon owner who feels like you feel and would be gladly willing to give him up. He believes that there's hype around him, but would be gladly willing to give him up maybe at what less than his value is. But you also have to be careful of the other side of that. You you don't want to be the guy that overpays because of hype. So this is something that's really going to depend on, you know, maybe I can get Josh Gordon for wide receiver three value. Um, but maybe the owner there is like, nah, man, he's a wide receiver one now. So it's really going to depend on what you're, who's the owner, whether you're selling or whether you're buying. Um, right. It's going to be very dependent. If you have him for, if you have him right now, don't sell them for less than low end wide receiver two value. If you can sell them for more than that, go ahead and do it. If you if you're trying to acquire him, don't buy him for more than a middle wide receiver two value. Me, um, I don't think he's going to be a. Let me give you some yeah. names real quick. Uh, just you tell me where you're where you have him. Like who you'd rather have if you offer this trade? Okay, straight up, Quincy Anuwa or Josh Gordon? Oh, give me Josh Gordon. Quincy Anuwa or Kenny Galladay? Right. Do you? I, I think you mean Josh Gordon. What did I say? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Kenny Galladay or Josh Gordon? Uh, Josh Gordon. Chris Hogan or Josh Gordon? Josh Gordon. Oh, you have him kind of high, dude. Uh, I'm low on Chris Hogan. 
Well, now everyone's going to be super low on Chris Hogan. His value just took a nosedive. How do you think this affects the rest of the offense, I guess, while we're on it? Like, this is going to – I think this really hurts Chris Hogan, Philip Dorsett. It doesn't, I don't think it's going to help – it's not going to hurt Edelman when the season starts, but um, – I don't think it hurts I, – I think you got um, – I think it hurts Edelman just a little bit. It doesn't hurt Gronk. Uh, maybe it hurts the run game a little bit because they pass a little more than, than what I foresaw because it, it seemed like, you know – Maybe they get uh, their run game involved quickly, and um, but <clears throat> I think it's f- not going to hurt too much. That's what the Patriots' offense does; they spread it around quite a bit. Yeah, I just uh, I do like Gordon. I think he's in that. Uh, did you say Gordon or Galladay? By the way, yeah, because that's a good one. Because Galladay is very interesting based on how he started the season. Right. I'm going Galladay all day on that one. I'm going Galladay. I'm probably going to go. Quincy. I could be ro- I could be wrong about that one, but that's another one that I feel is. Uh, is a hype machine as well. I think so, if you have Gordon, you shouldn't <clears throat> trade him unless you're getting guys like Galladay, some high upside, low floor guys. Because I mean, they're throwing the ball all over the place in Detroit. I think Galladay's a great target. I think even I'd rather have Will Fuller. I mean, he had he got 11 targets last week. I mean, that's not fluke. Even he gets half that, he's still going to be a wide receiver too. So both okay. those guys, I think I'd rather have than Gordon just because he's safer. And you don't know when Gordon's going to be on the field. He only has to be on the on the field for 10 games, you know, like. And they've cut 10 wide receivers in, like, three weeks. So there's no guarantee he's going to be on the roster, you know, come three weeks from now. Um, he was cut from the Cleveland Browns, for God's sakes. Fair enough. Um, it is a dangerous proposition to have Josh Gordon on your team. But I think it's one that will come with value. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. Uh, Jordan Howard is supposed to get more carries. I think we both have Howard or had Howard, like, a 14, I think – by now, I think we're both going to move up into a solid running back one, probably around eight or nine range for the rest of the season. For, I'm sorry, who did you say again? Jordan Howard. Nagy said Jordan Howard's going to get more carries. Why was I still stuck on, why did I think you said Josh Gordon again? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's not a running back. You think Jordan Howard is where for the rest of the season? I think he's eight or nine if he continues to go in this uptick. Uh, he's off eight or nine is high. Really? I think so. Okay. I mean, he hasn't performed up a, up to that point, but you know he has that in him. And as offense improves, he's going to improve. He's been fine. Hundred seventeen rushing yards so far in the season puts him at what uh, just under sixty yards a game. Plus some twenty nine yards receiving, so you're looking at. So these are see, these are our running backs. We have Gurley, Kamara, Gordon, Zeke. I think he's above David Johnson at this point. We have Connor, Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. and then now you have Joe Mixon who's out. You have Kareem Hunt, McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. I mean, right now I rather right right now I rather have Jordan Howard over all those guys. Tevin Coleman, Alex Collins. That's the range he's at, and I think he's yeah entrenched in seven actually. With Joe Mixon being out and Kareem Hunt not being consistent just yet. Dalvin Cook not being, you know, as good as we thought as of yet. Um, I mean, I'd rather, yeah. I could see him being in the top 10. Okay, let me give you a couple of scenarios. Sure. Uh, Let's say Lev Bell comes back. He's ahead, right? Yeah. Immediately. Uh, no, I would give him a game or two before I move James Conner even outside of the top 12. Um, Mark Ingram, when he comes back, is he ahead of Jordan Howard? No. I think 
I mean, there's a, that's a timeshare. It was a timeshare last year, and they were yeah, what, but RB RB four five last year. They or were five six. They were good, but they're not the same team. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe when he comes back, they're going to transform to what they were last year. But right now, I think Ingr- I think Kamara is a wide receiver, a running back one, and Mark Ingram is a high end running back too. At least initially, we'll see how it transforms as the season progresses. Okay. Um, and Mixon's going to be out a little bit. We'll see what happens with Fournette. Yeah, I'm kind of actually, I'm looking at it, and between injuries and a few lackluster performances, he's solid enough that, yeah, he's probably a top 10 back. Yeah. I don't know how we got into that, but yeah, that's just more news. I wouldn't, I would pump the brakes on him over David Johnson. I, I know the offense hasn't looked great over two weeks, but, um, I mean, it's looked horrendous. So look, um, here, since we're talking about David Johnson, Dale offered doo-doos, and we've been, me and him have been talking about it all week, David Johnson for Dalvin Cook. Where are you on this? I told him, no, hold on to Dalvin Cook. I'd rather have David Johnson. Really? Yeah, but that's because I, I'm I'm, not feeling the way I saw. Uh, and I, I know that uh, Cook has gotten a lot of the work. Yeah. But I'm not feeling 26 attempts over two weeks. That's not good, man. Yeah, David Johnson. That's thir- thirteen touches, thirteen rushes, and over, you know, uh, a game, and only seventy-eight yards off of that. That's not good production. And he tweaked his hamstring. It wasn't a tweak. Um, it was just the heat. He's fine. a cramp. Yeah, they say that. He's fine. They say he's playing this week. He'll play. You just you but, just want him to be out because you have Murray in all your leagues. I don't. Know. <laughs> No, I got Murray in one league. It's not like a, and I, I really, um, I, I don't really believe in Murray either. I'm just kind of disappointed in the usage for for Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Um, and I thought he would be, I thought he would be used not as much, but I thought he could be Alvin Kamara with his touches, and he's clearly not that. Yeah, I think he can be. I think they're just easing him back. I think he's really good in the pass. I think DJ will be better. Um, and I, I think Dalvin Cook will be better as well, but I just think David Johnson is the better running back. Yeah. Okay. On a worse team, but I think the talent level is different. Okay. Um, let's move on. Jordan Matthews is signing with the Eagles as long as he passes his uh, physical and MRI comes out clear. Um, not really yeah. that important. Uh, not important at all. Nope. Uh, Carson remains. If it was Dez, then I'd be. Then it would be news. Nah, maybe. I, I feel like that could still happen, but it's got less ha- likely. If Jordan Matthews is signing, like, come on, Dez <laughs> has to sign somewhere. Yeah. Um, Carson remains atop of the depth chart. I think. I don't understand it. They said he was um, too tired because they were using him in special teams as well to play running back which is kind of crazy. I don't know if you watched the game last night, but it was all Penny in the second half. Like, there was no Chris Carson. And Chris Carson had four yards per carry versus Penny, who went in there and continued to be terrible. Yeah, that's that's weird because Penny, like you mentioned, didn't look good. Again. But maybe that was just testing it out just to see what he looked like. I don't know. I'm on Penny for the rest of the year either way, even if he doesn't look great. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, they, they used him more. Uh, Rob Kelly lands on IR. I mean, I just moves. That just means Perrine's going to be a little more involved. Doesn't affect anybody else. <laughs> He'll be yeah. Perrine will be activated. Basically, yeah. is all that means, <laughs> right? Um, that's pretty much it. Oh, and McCoy's ex girlfriend uh, came out with more news. I don't know how this affects McCoy. I don't think it does at all. It just seems kind of grimy. Um, 
I think that's about it. There's not much more news, Brito. Did I miss okay. anything? Nope. Let's. Talk. Oh wait, Listen. wait. JHI is likely to sit week three, so um, Clement, if he's not on the waiver wire, should definitely be owned in most right. formats. Agreed. That's about it. Okay. Okay. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Sorry. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Are you done? Uh, I think I'm done. Okay. Wait, so wait. we want to talk oh, a little bit about some ads. Um, this may or may not come out late for your waivers, but this will be waivers and ads. A lot of these guys might still be available as free agents. So let's uh, let's go ahead and dive in and uh, let's talk about some of these ads, starting with the quarterbacks. So we have Ryan Fitzpatrick still available, coming off two massive games. He is currently quarterback one or two, depending on your format. Um, he has to be owned, and if he's not, if you don't have him and he's taken, get Jameis Winston because one of the two are going to be a top ten quarterback the rest of the way. I mean, that offense is flowing; it doesn't matter who's back there. Um, and then Sam Darnold is also on our waiver wire column. I think he's great in a two quarterback league and maybe a bye week fill in moving forward. Sam Darnold, I, I kind of want to talk about him first. Sure. Um, he started off the season even though it didn't look great watching the game, it didn't look as great. When you go back and look at the actual production, yeah, 334 yards for a rookie quarterback is nice, especially if you're in a league where you can, you can be speculative on, you know, you're in a dynasty league or something like that. And you're, you're looking at, you know, maybe this is a guy for late season or, or future seasons. Sam Darnold's going to be a very good quarterback. Um, but in terms of talking about this season, this season, can Ryan Fitzpatrick be rest of season? He, he's keeping that job, but let, let's say he, he does, right? Can he be rest of season a top 10 guy or is this just fluky? He's been it once before. Um, he has all the weapons around him to be it. I think it's somewhat fluky to be quarterback one. I think he's going to come back down to earth pretty soon. But, yeah, I think he has the ability to be a quarterback, you know, top 12 quarterback easily. I mean, he's done it before. He has better weapons now than he did then. Um, I feel bad for Jameis Winston. All right. I don't feel bad for Jameis Winston. If you're getting outplayed by Ryan Fitzpatrick, that's not a good – you're not doing a good job. Ryan Fitzpatrick's playing outplaying every quarterback besides Patrick Mahomes this season. So I feel like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so there's two running backs, I think, that are worth adding. Um, besides, you know, James White, who might be available. Giovanni Bernard. Mixon is said to be out for at least two weeks. And the okay. games that Giovanni Bernard has played as a running back one on the roster, he's averaged 16 points. So Giovanni Bernard is definitely worth a snag if you need to, if you're really needy in running back, which I am in a couple of leagues. Right. Um, so... Uh, let's see. Let's assume uh, Mixon's out three weeks, right? Because they're saying two to four weeks. Let's assume Mixon's out three weeks. Gio Bernard uh, is the clear one. What happens uh, with Mark Walton? Does he get carries? What does his workload look like? I mean, they're different running backs. I feel like uh, Mark Walton will get work, but Giovanni Bernard will probably be the one. I don't think it's going to be like the – Jaguars over there. I think Giovanni Bernard is definitely a clear-cut starting running back in the NFL. 
in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Do you are you you think you're going to pencil in Mark Wallen as a? You think it's more of a timeshare? Um, he was in it's a timeshare in the sense of Bernard's going to get the the bell cow work, but the bell cow work for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and Bernard and Walton will just kind of rotate in yeah. on 30%, 35%. Yeah. I mean, he was in danger of being cut up until like preseason week three. So he's not going to be cut. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying he was in danger. He was like, there was another guy he was competing with. He was on the roster bubble type thing. Yeah. It was a rough preseason for him, but, um, I think they got to do what they got to do now and, and rotate in those two guys. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Bernard's going to get the majority of the bell cow work for the next two weeks at least, and we'll see what happens after that. I think he's a very good uh, waiver wire ad and kind of, you know, a, a usable guy for the next two weeks. Um, so definitely something that you can consider, you know, pl- plugging and playing. Let's see, Gio Bernard. Look, I whiffed in my running backs this year. Like, I, in a couple of leagues, I went like, I didn't draft. I just drafted it. I went Hopkins. I went A.J. Green. And then I waited for running backs. Ended up with LaShawn McCoy, Chris Carson, and Derrick Henry as my running backs in a few leagues. And I am like, I, I need to, I need Giovanni, Giovanni on my roster is hard. <laughs> okay. That's should, a little weird that you said it like that. I, I, you know. um, Gio Bernard, uh, high-end running back two this week versus Carolina probably and then um we'll see what it looks like next week um so i i like i like bernard this week so yeah. we'll say we'll say that i i don't i don't know if he has any sort of long term value no, but he doesn't he's a guy that can get you through the next 2 weeks if i mean if they're trying to make the playoffs make a long run they can't give mixon the amount of work they were like Giovanni Bernard wasn't getting a single carry while Mixon was on the field at all. If it's three, if it's three weeks in a row, it's Carolina, Atlanta, Miami. Carolina's not a great matchup, but uh, Atlanta and Miami are are pretty fine. So, um, I like those two matchups. Atlanta's middle of the road. Miami's a really good matchup for running backs, especially the running backs that can catch the ball. Yeah, um, and Gio so, sure can. So um, we'll see what happens. How long Mixon actually stays out? But I really like Bernard there. Um, and if Jay's out, Corey Clement um, looked great last week as the starting running back while he was out. So I think you roll with him if he's available. Um, I don't know if there's much more to say. I think Jay's going to keep the job when he's back. Okay. Um, so let's move on to wide receivers. There's quite a few. I'm just going to throw throw them all at you. Uh, we got John Brown, Tyler Boyd, Antonio Callaway, Deshaun Jackson, James Washington. Can you rate those for me? Which ones you would rather have? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, God. Okay. So we've got Brown, Boyd, Callaway, Jackson, Washington. I think a big part of this comes down to how much belief do you have in Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Because if he can keep it up, I like it should definitely be Deshaun Jackson. Right. Um, He's the number one quarterback uh, wide receiver right now, I think, in half yeah. point PPR and standard. I think that has to be the play. Even if it doesn't seem like it's gonna stay, like it's worth it's worth trying out. Yeah. Two hundred and seventy five yards and three touchdowns over two games. Like I get it if you do it in one. You do it in back to back games. You need to be added. And you he, need to be added. He has some good matchups coming his way too. So 
Um, I'm not in on James Washington. I understand he scored a touchdown, um, but five targets, one catch. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. That's not me. I think he makes his list a little more because of uh, Antonio Brown's tweet. Didn't come out to play uh, on Monday. It just makes people a little nervous or Tuesday. I'd say number two on this list for me is probably Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of more and more in on the Cincinnati pass game. It looks good. And it looks fine. And Dalton looks good. Yeah. And so Boyd has pretty much cemented that wide receiver two role. And 91 yards touchdown in the last game. Uh, I like that, man. Um, so, and then averaging six targets over the first two games. So, you, you got to like Boyd, I think, too. And then the three is depending on if you're going upside play or you're going like a consistency play. I think if you're playing for upside and hoping for some value later this season, Antonio Callaway is the guy. Yeah, Landry's a little banged up. No more Josh Gordon. Um, and then, you know, but if you're looking for something that might just be steady Eddie every week, that might be John Brown. Yeah. Even though he's not typically that type of player. But with Flacco, like, that's what he likes. He likes that deep ball receiver kind of person. Um, and Brown can do a little bit of everything. So it's just that one right there depends on what you're looking for. I'd probably personally go Callaway three and then John Brown Yeah, with James Washington bringing up the rear. Yeah, my list is uh, Deshaun Jackson, John Brown, Tyler Boyd, um, Galloway, and then Washington. I okay. really like what I'm seeing out of Brown, though. Like, I think it's a. Cl- I don't think Deshaun Jackson's work is going to last all season. I think it's going to be like two or three weeks more. He's going to be like this, but I think John Brown can be what he is the entire season and be steady at it. He will. He. I think he has a chance to finish as a wide receiver. You know, a high end wide receiver too by the end of it. Okay, he looks great. Okay, I could see that happening. Um, I don't know. I, I'd put my money on Boyd doing it before that. Okay. Though. I, I, I like I think... Boyd. He looks great. Okay. I agree. Good. All right. Um, Tight ends. In terms of the running backs, man, I'm looking at it. You have no nobody else here on this list besides Bernard Clement, right? Not really. A little bit no. of a weak. I mean, there's, uh, there's guys that might be available in your roster, but those are the ones that are, you know, the big ones. The any. Big... Let me let me cover a couple of these really quick. Any interest in some of these guys? Buck Allen, Javorius Allen. Yes. Okay. He's widely available. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that if you own Alex Collins, he should be owned. If you're rostering as your wide if he's running back one. And he I mean, if you're in a PPR league or and you need you have a deep bench or deep flex, like I think he's definitely worth starting. He gets catches, he gets a red zone work. Um I mean he's gonna get two or three touches a game and two of them are going to be in the red zone and he's going to score one of them. Like he's super consistent with that. Even going back to last year, he was really good in the red zone. 11 touches in week two. um, And that is after nine touches in week one. So it's, it's okay. I don't think it's enough volume there. I think he's gotten lucky with a couple of touchdowns to give him some value, but think he's going to have some rough weeks ahead so i would not really waste too much time on Jabari Allen. what about any of the indie running backs no 
I don't think any of them worth rostering. Hines, None of them, right? They're, they're just rotating maybe, them all in. Hines is worth in a PPR. He's the guy who's catching the ball in the backfield, so maybe he's worth rostering if things start to develop a little more in that way of the game. But I don't think necessarily he's worth rostering. Um, if you're desperate, Hines is definitely worth a look, but nothing more. Okay, and I'll give you one more. Theo Riddick, with nine catches on 12 targets mm. on Sunday, didn't turn it into much, only 47 yards, but... Is he worth an ad? Yes, in PPR, that's a lot. That's great, and especially in full-point PPR. Yep. He's had, over two games, 19 targets at the running back position. So, I think in a PPR league, Theo Riddick is still valuable. Standard league, uh, it's going to be not as much. It's just there are all these little dump-offs that he's not really doing a whole lot with. But um, that is really about it. Um, I don't have much else for you either at the running back position, so let's jump in to tight ends. Um, yes. So we have Jesse we, James on our list. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut okay. you off. No, no, go ahead. We have Jesse James on our list right now. He's in. He's in number one tight end in the NFL. So if he's on your waiver wire and you're kind of needy, if you time out, what the hell is that? Oh, you can hear it. Yeah, what is that? I have a cat now, and um, he has. Uh, we got a toy for him that goes if he touches it. So he sounds like a bird. Yeah, it's supposed to like emulate like that noise and, f- and it vibrates for him and everything. It's weird. I didn't even. Yeah, sorry. It's really weird when you wake up to it at night and you just. Go, ee, ee. Oh, there goes Emerald again. Um, <laughs> so uh, Jesse James is number one tight end in the NFL right now. So if you were one of the guys that lost Lenny Walker or Greg Olson, he's someone to look uh. at. What? Number one in terms of... Scoring. No, he's not. Uh, and standard he is. Will Disley is first. Oh, I did, is he now? Yeah, Disley is number one. That's awesome. The The tight end list right now, the top three tight ends in terms of scoring are Disley, Jesse James, and Travis Kelsey. Uh, I guess I'm a little late on that. Didn't see that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, then Disley should be number on. two. Dis- You're fine. You're off by one. Okay, Disley should be on this list as well. Um, Disley should be on this list as long as um, Doug Baldwin is out, which right now I think it's going to be probably about four weeks. Uh, well, Disley is definitely worth adding. 105 yards in a touchdown week one, 42 yards in a touchdown week two. I will say he was not as involved as I thought he was. Five, gonna- five targets is fine for a tight end right but he but he didn't see those targets until the end of the game when they were down like he got that yeah. on the last drive where they scored that touchdown um so i don't don't get me wrong i got him i'm drafting him i'm like i'm using it in my leagues but it's I, I wasn't i'm not as much on him as i was before because he was not as involved five targets each game for a tight end will usually equate to i'd say probably maybe 50 60 yards yeah. what you really need is the touchdowns yep and it just depends on how much you believe in that Seattle offense without Baldwin. They don't. They clearly don't look as good. Awful. Um, awful let's remember. They didn't look awful. Let's remember that they started the game at Denver. They started their season at Denver at Chicago. I think when you play next week, home versus Dallas, and then the week after that at Arizona, those are two pretty good matchups for the Seattle offense. So I think Disley has an opportunity over these couple weeks where there's no where there's no Doug Baldwin to be to continue being a top three tight end. Okay. I agree. I like him. Uh, maybe not top three, but 
top ten, top ten, top ten. Let's top be, ten tight end. Realistically, uh, I just mean over the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. Austin Hooper is definitely worth owning. He's got nine targets in the last two games. Um, and Austin Safran Jenkins is also worth owning. He had eight targets in game two against the Patriots. Um, yep. Yeah, if you're desperate for a tight end, I think those guys are definitely worth a look. I don't think they're going to be anything that, that they weren't last year. They're going to be low-end wide receiver ones at best. Um, I think Jesse James is well. Is I'm talking about Hooper. Definitely, and, Hooper yeah. and James. Uh, Hooper and Hooper will continue to develop. He seems like the type of guy that might just take a little more time to develop as a tight end, um, and he's starting to get into that role. I like Hooper, um, not as much as I like Disley and James. Right. I think James has long-term, season-long value as a top-12 tight end, looking at it right now. Yeah, especially if uh, Brown gets traded within the next couple days. It's not going to happen. <laughs> right, right, right. I know. But, you know, what, two first-round picks for an 0-2, 0-1-1 team or 0-1-1 team. Uh, all right. Let's just move on. That's it for that's it for our waiver watch. Thank you, Clayton. Could you? How do you say his last name? I don't know, man. We've talked about this like four times. I don't know how to do it. I think it's Kadooks. All right. We're going to be back tomorrow. Probably going to double down on episodes. I know that we need to catch up for you guys. We have a lot of information that we need to get through with you. Wait, we're not so. doing buy low and sell high? No. No? Okay. All right. It's late. I'm sorry. Now we got to put another cut here. 32, 32 minutes. That's our only cut. All right. 32 minutes. We got to cut. All right. So stay tuned for tomorrow. Doubling down on episodes um, sometime this week. So, uh, and if you have any questions, as always, reach out to us at EasleyBFF. Thanks. Check out our website. Thanks, guys. Um, this is Dale DeBont for, for Brito. And this is Armando, too. And I uh, couldn't do it. Do it. About to do an Armando impersonation. <laughs> do it. Do it. Oh fuck. Was that it? That was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> was that was That's all I got? The laugh was it too? Yeah. Do I do I laugh like that? Yeah. Oh fuck. All right, guys. <laughs> Think tune in next time. For Brito. Oh, Dale's on the episode. At sleep. Dude, stop doing the impersonations. Really bad. All right. Follow us at Eat Sleep FF for Christian Brito, Armando Crespo. See you later, alligator. Yeah. All right. I'm going to bring some energy here. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do this. You good? I'm ready, man. I'm ready to fuck. Well, not me. Oh. I'm not ready. I'm. Are we rolling? Is this part of the podcast? No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone.